Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me for Modern Living with Dr. Angela. I'm your host, Dr. Angela Chester. My guest today is Dr. Douglas Reynolds, and we will be talking about his series of books, Redeemed by God. And there are quite a few, so you are in for a treat today. You will hear about a little bit about each one of the books and then you can decide if you want to get one or get them all. Hello, 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 Dr. Douglas. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Good morning. I am excited to talk to you today about all of the books that you are offering in this series. But before we get started, there may be some folks out there that are a little bit unfamiliar with you or with your work. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and I guess I'm saying what makes you you? I professionally am a professor of mechanical engineering at the University of Nevada, Um, Las Vegas, teaching in the area of mechanical engineering. Um, it's kind of interesting why an engineer is writing books on theology. Um, the Lord, I believe, came to me in 1982 and indicated he wanted me to write a book. And my initial response was, why me? And to make a long story short, the Lord and I had a lot of conversations on this. Uh, he won and uh and as a result of that we're here. Mhm. Now the the title of the series Redeemed by God. Why was that the appropriate way to bundle the series of books? That's the way I just felt the Holy Spirit led me to bundle it. Uh as I started writing these books uh, they evolved over about a 38-year period, if you can believe that. Uh, the Lord gave me the information I needed to write it, I guess, as he felt that I needed it. Um, I wrote the first book in two th- and released it in 2003, which is Redeemed by God, Our Relationship with God Through His Son, Jesus Christ. Um, and that book had about 23 chapters. Um, it, I thought I was going to be done with that writing about various aspects in terms of our relationship with God through Jesus. Um, And I got down to the last chapter, and the Lord came to me and said, I want you to write about the seven-year tribulation. And and, um, so that book got kind of extended. Uh, After I published that book, uh, here again the Lord tapped me on the shoulder, and you're not done yet. So I made the decision to separate the book into two books at that time, uh, Redeem by God-1 and-2. Redeem by God-1 essentially dealt exclusively with spiritual principles of life and, and all of that and our relationship with God through Bible study, prayer, and, 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 and whatever. And then the second book I split off and dealt more specifically with the seven-year tribulation and events that will lead up to it and more specifically, the development and and, and the emergence of the New World Order. Mm-hmm. Now, were there any particular events that led you um, to to seek a relationship with God in the in the first place, or is it? Do you think just your your natural evolution of I want to be closer to the Creator? 
No, I my junior high school or my senior year of high school. I'm sorry. I had three events that I thought were impossible. Um, I was elected president of the boys club for the for my high school, which was one of the more prestigious clubs. Um, I was nominated, you know, for the National Honor Society, uh, and also I'm a tumbler, and I won the state tumbling championship that year. And you would think after all those things we'd be on top of the world, uh, but I went into deep depression. You know, when you're on the top of the mountain, you know, where do you go from there? And and the Lord came to me in that experience and said, if you trust in me, he says, I'll, bring your, I'll make your mountains low and I'll make your valleys high, which is his way of saying, you know, if you trust in me, I'll give you the ability to deal with these experiences and the experiences that are going to follow. So, you know, that was kind of my introduction to the Lord, and I've been walking with him now for 50-some years or 60-some years. <laughs> now, you mentioned uh, being an engineer. Uh, you are a professor of mechanical engineering at UNLV, and it is, for some people, like you said, quite a stretch to figure out how do we go from engineering to theology, but yet you felt that nudge to do so. How was it um, being a professor and, and actively giving instruction to your students, but at the same time um, putting the pieces together to become an author? How was that experience? Well, the Lord has had his hands on my life, you know, since about 1962 when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And and how uh, it's hard to explain how it just it, it it just happened. The Lord has given me a job here at the university where I have a lot of control over my free time, and and he you know because of I can control my teaching responsibilities in class and all that. Uh, it also gave me a lot of freedom to do the research and. Uh, and and the, the reading and the studying that was necessary to develop the material for these books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely I definitely understand understand that. Now, one of the things that I talk about a lot is being called to purpose or walking in your purpose. You know that thing that God has called you to do. Now, you indicated that um, you experienced a specific call in in 2000, um, a little bit earlier, from God to to do this particular thing. Um, do you believe that? The all of what you have been called to do um, is is just the writing, but do you but do you think it's also in part the going on the various shows? It's the the talking, it's the doing the expos, it's the meet and greets with people. Do you think that the calling for what you have been purposed to do as far as ministry work or theology is concerned is just the book, or do you think it is it has many um, facets and layers? I got I got to kind of laugh because you know every time I thought I was done with a specific task that the Lord has given me to do, He's always come back and says, "Well, there's more." <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and 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 what I'm learning at in terms of marketing, a lot of it deals in getting on the social media, 
um, and all that, which I have, you know, you know, intentionally avoided. <laughs> but the Lord says, well, maybe you aren't going to avoid that anymore. So that is, I'm going to say, kind of the next chapter, which will be kind of exciting to see as I enter into that uh, what happens. Uh, I just have to trust the Lord has given me the ability to to do what I've done to date, that mm-hmm. he will give me the ability and the time and whatever to do whatever he has plans for me in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what the best pieces of advice that I can give regarding social media, and I think that more people need to hear it is, you know, try not to spread yourself too thin across all of them. If there's one that you really, really like, with that one? You know, like I know some people love LinkedIn. That That is their platform because they're, they, they like the um, professional presentation of it all, and it's like that's awesome. Some people like Instagram or TikTok because they're able to do videos instead of writing. So you're right. Just in case there's someone else out there that's going, I don't want to do the social media thing either. Just figure out which one platform works for you and just master that one, and that you will see that it really does, it really can help. I'll put it that way. It can help because you're able to, to touch people's lives on that particular platform. I love it. Thank you for, for sharing that. Now, you said that you um, that you published the first book, Redeemed by God, Our Relationship with God Through His Son, Jesus Christ, um, in 2003. How do you believe yes. that Holy Spirit led you in in the writing of that book? I know that, you know, with every book, it's going to be a little bit different because it's a different subject matter. Um, so perhaps your epiphany, your enlightenment, your, you know, involvement in how you're supposed to present the book may also be different. How was that information given to you, and how did you understand what God was telling you to do? Well, I've written several textbooks, and I was very organized in, in, in laying out those, those books and, and writing them you know, in, in my area of, of expertise, which is sound and vibration. Um, the way I went about writing this, the Read by God series in the first book is probably not a good way to start. Um, I had no idea, you know, what I was going to write. I mean, I, as I said, I'm not a theologian. I, I have read the scriptures, the Bible, and, and, and all of that. And, 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 and I was kind of honest with the Lord. You know, I, I feel totally inadequate you know, to, to, to do this. And, and he basically set the agenda, literally. And, and I would, he'd say, do this and I would do it. And he'd say, well, you're not done yet. There's a little bit more. (laughs) I would do that and get finished. And, and he would say, you're not done yet. (laughs) Do a little bit more. And that was the whole process through the book. And it, it, it just evolved you know, basically, as I read, studied, and and was kind of given specific topics that I felt led by the Lord to write about, um, and that took that book probably took about I don't know five to six years, you know, to write. Well, I started back in say 1982, and that book was published in 2003. Um, so, I and, and even the the follow-on books, there was really no agenda or. or didn't lay out outline or anything it's kind of the lord says this is what i want you to write uh when you look at dealing with the new world order if you go on amazon uh or or google um 
you'll find that there are about 60-some million hits on that keyword, New World Order. Well, how do you dive in to 61 million hits, uh, you know, to get information to write uh, about the New World Order? And I felt the Holy Spirit led me to very, very specific sites that, that if I were intentionally going to those sites, I probably would have never found them. So I just had to say... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was letting you complete your thought. I was just agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's you know that that's just how these all three of these books evolved. Uh, the original book uh, is twenty three chapters, and I was given information specifically as to what chapters to write in the order uh, that I was to write them. And and I finally you know, said after chapter 23 in the first book, I said, "Lord, I'm done." And he says, "No, you're not." <laughs> he says, "I want you to write about the new. I want you to write about the seven-year tribulation." You know, mm-hmm. so that was another couple of years to, to get in to read Revelation and 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 to you know read other books that that deal with that. Uh, and it's kind of interesting the the genesis you know for that in the second book. And dealing more specifically with the new world order is is I'm an engineer and I think in terms of numbers, <laughs> okay, and and I says okay there are prophecies in the book of Daniel that give numbers of days and weeks and things like that when events are supposed to happen. There are also prophecies in 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 the book of Revelation and New Testament that gives you know numbers and 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 dates of when things are supposed to happen. And the engineer in me said, well, these numbers in Daniel and the numbers in Revelation have to line up. So I began the process. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Well, what calendar calendar do you use? I start out with the Hebrew calendar. Go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. I want to make sure that that we understand which book you're you're talking about, because I know that I asked about book number one. Are you talking about book number two, that the – the, the, the Daniel um, message well, this, is in book number two, or that's in book number one? No, no. The, the, well, it's in book number one. Um, well, not book number one, but it's in the very first book in 2003. And, and, and then after that, I was kind of instructed to divide them into two separate books, which would be Redeemer God dash one and dash two. So relative okay. to looking at the timeline of the seven-year tribulation, we're dealing, you know, with, with more specifically Redeemer God dash two. Gotcha. So let's go to Redeemed by God 2, Time of the End and Return of Jesus. For, for, is for what specific audience? That would be for the audience, you know, I'm going to say that they have entered into a relationship with the Lord, and they're really interested in, in, in some of the cultural transitions that are going on now that will eventually lead you know, to the new, to the the formation of a new world order, and then ultimately lead in God's time. You know, to the seven year tribulation, and and to help people understand that it's not a book written from the standpoint of theology. Um, I'm an engineer, and I said it has to be written in in, in a way that people can understand. Um, you know what's what's happening, and and it's a frightening thing. Uh, as part of my relationship with Book Trails Agency, um, they they did a, 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 you know releases on you know Goodread, 
and I read a couple of the reviews, uh, a good read, and, and one of the reviews says, you know, book number two was extremely scary, <laughs> and it is. Um, you know, to think that we're maybe around here to go through all the stuff that's going to happen is, is terrifying. But it also helps to understand, well, why is this happening and, and, and what's the source and, and what's the outcome going to be? And, of course, the ultimate outcome is God wins. Um, so that was written, you know, for those people that, you know, they're into this, they're, they're, they're tuned in to what's culturally happening, and, and they believe there is going to be a seven-year tribulation, and they would like to get some information that's reasonably concise and in a single source that gives them an understanding, um, you know, of what that's mm-hmm. all about. Mm-hmm. Now, would you say that you need to be someone who is um, a little more mature in your faith and has a basic understanding of of what is going to happen in the end times? Or can someone who is has never known that there is an end times in the first place to be concerned about, would they still be able to follow along the story? Can, and I ask that because you are an engineer, and, and many times you will – um, break things down in more bite-sized pieces as perhaps a theologian may because there's a, an assumption there. With that being said, do you have to, again, do you have to be uh, mature in your faith to follow along, or can someone new to the faith or someone who's never heard about end times still be able to follow the storyline? Well, I think they can follow the storyline. I mean, the storyline is, is, is what it is. It's a matter of whether or not... <laughs> that would be good reading, you know, for somebody who's doing the faith, because, it, like I say, it would be extremely terrifying. And, and you know, the, 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 I was led then in Redeemer God-1 and Dash-2 to write Redeemer God-3. And that book is more specifically directed, you know, for individuals that are struggling with their relationship with the Lord. Most definitely. And I I definitely want to give you time to to talk about book number three. Um, Now, for for book number two, when, when you were done with that one, how did it feel to have two books in the series completed and available for people to read? Great. You know, I'm I'm done. Right. You know, and I thought when I finished, when I finished book number two, I'm finished. And and, right. and the Lord again said, No, you're not. You know, I want you to do a third book, and which which was then book number three. Uh, and I mm-hmm. thought, Well, you know, I've got all three books now. And I said, I'm done. And I know the Lord's going to tap me on the shoulder again and say, No, you're not. Uh, you need to do what's necessary, you know, to get the books distributed and and to develop a platform of means, you know, that would encourage people to read them. Mm-hmm. Now, book number three, of course, Redeemed by God, God's Redemption Through Jesus and His Plan for Eternity. Why was that the appropriate subtitle, or why was that the appropriate um, uh, uh package or bundle to put, I'm sorry, uh, title to give for this particular chapter of the bundle? Because, I mean, all three books, the, the first several, three or four chapters in all three books are the same. They deal with our relationship with God through Jesus and, and the nature and character of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
and then our creation is spirit, soul, and body. And, and I, I think as anybody gets into the faith and, and starts to grow on it, they need, to have to, they need an understanding, and they have to know who God is, and they have to know who they are in the context of the relationship with God. And, and, and uh, book number one, you know, that, again, is for a person that really wants to grow and mature in the faith. You know, book number two, you know, here again deals with the seven-year tribulation, the end times, the, the, the uh, um, you know, new world order and all of that. Book number three is specifically, here again, directed to those people that are being nudged and maybe rebelling a little bit against this nudge and maybe are dealing with, with life issues that are leading them to seek a possible relationship with the Lord. So, so that book deals with, with two specific things, two specific topics. One is the nature and character of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, their creation of spirit, soul, and body in that relationship. And then it deals with the judgments of God and, and what they have to look forward to, uh, you know, in, in terms of, of eternal redemption, uh, you know, through a faith in Jesus Christ. So that book is more a book of hope, okay, and, and that there's light at the end of the tunnel and God cares and God is there and he's reaching out to you. And, and if you grab his hand and, and, and grab a hold, then, you know, this is what you can expect uh, as a result of that relationship. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I like I like that. Now, you, you mentioned the word hope, and, and that is a topic that I think that um, people either – either don't hear enough about or sometimes they, they misunderstand it. With that being said, do you think that hope needs to be talked about more, that people need to be reminded that, yeah, there is going to be this great time of tribulation, but there is a hope? Do you think that needs to be discussed a little bit more or people need to be reminded of that more? Without hope, we die. It's simple. And, and, and without hope, we die. I, I mean, it's hope that gives us the strength and, and, and creates within us a desire, you know, to continue on. Uh, you know, we're gone through, you know, 18 months of a pandemic so far. And it seems it's, it's a pandemic that's not going away. And it's, you know, people are dying and, and it's terribly depressing. I mean, I'm dealing with depression, uh, you know, as a result of the impact of the pandemic, you know, my teaching and, 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 and all of that. And and so as you deal with these things, you have to have something that you can see light at the end of the tunnel. There, you know, you have to have hope to continue. Um, and and uh, yeah, that's something that needs to be talked about. And that's the thing that we're, really I believe our relationship with God through Jesus Christ gives. It gives us hope that that you know we're not alone. There is somebody, and that somebody is God who cares and loves us and wants to enter into a relationship with us. And if we're willing to trust. And, and enter into that relationship with him, then he's the one that gives us the strength and creates within us the hope and, and, and the ability to continue and deal, you know, with life adversities and, and, and things like that. I could not agree with you more. I think the folks that follow or listen on a on a regular basis know that I've said that Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is uh, my life verse. As a breast cancer survivor, I know that I definitely pulled and leaned on that scripture. I was like, nope, there is a hope. There's a plan for my future, and so that means I need to get better. So um, I, I definitely have to agree with you. And you know, the pandemic is. Um, 
really weighing on us emotionally. And there are more and more people. Folks can't understand, you know, why am I eating more? Why haven't I been able to lose this weight? Or, you know, I just don't feel the same. And and you're right. Um, we need to look at it head on and see it for, for exactly what it is. We are dealing with a pandemic, and this generation has never dealt with that before. So we, we do need to take all of that into consideration. I thank you for that reminder. Now, I want to kind of switch gears just a little bit and ask you um, about being some, some author questions for our aspiring authors out there. If there was one bit of information that you wish that you would have known uh, when you first started putting the, the, the bundle together, you know, when you're in the process of, of putting it all together, um, what would that piece of advice be? It could be, you know, something technical that you need to know, or it could just be a piece of hope that, that, you, can, that you can share. But what is the one piece of information you wish you would have known then that you know now? Well, it all depends what you're writing. I mean, I've written two, in two genres. I mean, I write, I've written in the engineering genre, you know, dealing with vibration and acoustics, which is my professional area. And and in those, you know, I had specific leanings. I needed to write a textbook. Why did I write the textbook? Because I needed information to teach my students, okay? And, and, and so that was a very organized process. I knew, you know, specifically looking at other, other books uh, in, in that area and what authors have written and, and, and then, you know, basically what I felt needed to be included in the courses that I'm teaching. Uh, and that gave me very, very specific guidance, you know, to write textbooks and engineering subjects. Uh, in the area of theology and, and my experience in that has been totally different, okay? Um, I had no idea, you know, what I was going to write about when I started writing. All I knew is the Lord said, I want you to write, and he gave me instructions. I'm going to give you the information that you need to write when you need it. <laughs> and and so that, that, for me, you know, was not a very organized process. It was a process of following and, and, you know, getting nudges from the Holy Spirit. Okay, you need to put this in there. So I go out and get information, put it in there. And, and so that book, rather than having an overall view of what I wanted the book to be about, which a lot of authors, you know, would normally do in their writing process, is, is they feel they want to write about something, and they kind of wrap their mind around that and, and have a pretty good image of what it is that they're going to write about even before they begin. Uh, in my case, I didn't have that image, Okay. All I know is I'm supposed to write this chapter, then I'm supposed to write this chapter, then I'm supposed to write this chapter. You know, it's kind of a sequential process. And even when I was done with the first book, I thought, well, I'm done. I've, I've done. It's taken me a lot of years to write it. And the Lord come to me and says, no, you're not. <laughs> and, and so the Holy Spirit then gave me the information that I needed and, and gave me the nudges and the specific directions that the Lord wanted me to go, and, and that's what I followed. And even when I was done with the first two books, I thought, I'm done. And the Lord says, no, I want you to write a th third book. And he, and he gave me specific guidance as to what he wanted in, in that book. So I, I think when you're looking at writing, if you're writing technical books and things like that, um, you know, in order to be successful in doing that, you have to have a pretty good idea of what you're going to write about, and you have to have it pretty well laid out in your mind, even at the point of developing an outline uh, on that. But in writing books on theology, I think you can talk to five different authors, and, and they're going to give you five different, <laughs> five different explanations of why they're doing and, and have done what they've done. Mm-hmm. 
You are you are so right there. I, I love it. And thank you for giving that twofold answer because someone out there needed to hear one version or the other. I, I love it. Well, Dr. Douglas Reynolds, I have enjoyed my time with you here today. But before I let you go, can you remind everyone what is the title of your your, your book series is Redeemed by God. It is available on Amazon or where books are sold. But can you tell everyone how can they get in contact with you if they would like to uh, hear more or just give you, like, their own review? Or if they simply want to run something past you, what's the best way to talk to you? Well, right now, uh, I do have a website that's set up. It's uh, DDR, that's my initials, Douglas Dean Reynolds, DDR-info.com. Uh, they can go to that website and the free books are right. put on there and, and, and discussions. Uh, All right. I, I'm, I'm yielding to probably, you say, what platforms. I'm already on LinkedIn, you know, professionally, okay. you know, because you know, my right. engineering. But I so probably. We are out of time. All right. Oh, okay. Thank sorry. You so much. Please visit that website. And thank you, guys. May you have a great day as far as your mental health. And may you do it with a good book. Bye-bye.